You may be seated. Let me get right into the word. John chapter 9. The gospel of John, the ninth chapter. This is the word of the Lord. This is God's assignment. As Jesus was walking, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. Underline that, please. He was born blind. Verse 6. Then he spit on the ground. Jesus spit on the ground. A very unorthodox way of executing a miracle. That's messy. He made mud with the saliva. More messy. And spread the mud over the blind man's eye. He spread the mess. Yes, not highly recommended. Unless it's allergy season. Verse 7. He told them, go wash yourself. So the man went and washed and came back saying, I want to speak to you on the subject matter, your mess, God's miracle. Your mess, God's miracle. Messy miracles. The process is temporary. The promise is permanent. Open your eyes to the new. So let me confess something. I'm a bit OCD. My wife can attest to that. My mind works in a very linear, sequential manner. For all the Trekkies out there, I may preach like Captain Kirk, but I process like Spock. So I find it to be a bit challenging to reconcile what I perceive as chaos with order. How can a miracle emerge out of a mess? Let me, let's join some things and align some biblical truths. If you're taking any notes, and good luck with that, here it is. Number one, open your eyes to what you have never seen before. Open your eyes to the new. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. This man was not losing his sight. This man did not lose his sight. He never had it in the first place. He was born blind. This circumstance facilitates the environment for Christ to reveal a functional and ontological extension of the creative nature of providence. In other words, with the woman with the issue of blood, he gave her back her health. With the invalid man at Bethesda, he gave him back his walk. With Lazarus, he gave him back his life. But with this man in John chapter 9, Jesus did not give him something he lost. Jesus gave him something he never had in the first place. There is a difference between God restoring something you had and God giving you something you never had in the first place. Our God is not just a God that restores. Our God is the God that gives us what we never had before. He is the Lord of the new thing. I'll repeat that for the hearing impaired. He is the Lord of the new thing. He is the Lord of the new thing. Isaiah 43, 19. Behold, I do a... Do you not see it? God is not interested in renovating your past. He is committed to releasing your future. Hence the question we have to ask ourselves in our families, in our faith, in our generation, in our nation. Are we ready to see what we have never seen before? Are we ready to see? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we cannot deny the fact that in the past three years in America, this, these past three years have officially been deemed now, Google it, as the cuckoo for Cocoa Puff season. We've never, we've seen, we're seeing stuff in America like we've never seen before. We, we saw the effects of a global pandemic that unfortunately killed millions. We saw the ruins of racial and social unrest, destroying properties, families, dividing communities, and even fragmenting the church. We witnessed and continue to bear witness to a cancel woke culture that insists in silencing everyone and everything that refuses to toe the line 
of a morally relativistic ideological worldview that runs counter to the word and the spirit of God. We continue. When I live in California. I'm seeing this. It's all across America. But we saw and continue to see a generation, a generation targeted, children targeted by the architects of darkness with the message that there is no such thing as truth, gender, holiness, and personal responsibility. We are streaming, right? Well, there goes that. Let me take advantage of this moment as we're streaming all around the world and with biblical authority in the spirit of Luke 10, 19 and Matthew 28. Let me speak to every lie of the devil coming after a children. Get your hands off our children in the mighty name of Jesus. Stop grooming. Stop sexualizing. Get your hands off our children. We saw the mess. We see the mess. If you turn on CNN, MSNBC, ABC, NBC, CBS, and we don't discriminate, Telemundo. <laughs> and you will see the mess. What if I tell you that in your family, in your faith, in your generation, even in our nation, we're about to see the mess become a miracle. Free Chapel, we are about to see the mess become a miracle. And it's that wishful thinking. Let, let me give you just a mathematical equation. Let's see what happened this year. The year kicked off with an NFL football player who dies on Monday Night Football. Both teams coalesce, pray he comes back to life. The very next day, an ESPN anchor on live on national television, interrupts the program, looks into the camera and says, this may not be right, I may get in trouble, but I feel like praying. They prayed on ESPN, and when he prayed, he talked about the healing power of God. Right after that, a coinkadink, the same identical demographic deemed by Gallup and Pew, as the most non-Christian demographic in American history, Gallup and Pew declare a certain generation has emerged in America that is the most non-Christian, not committed to biblical worldview generation in American history. Generation Z. It seems that God never got the memo. And all of a sudden, right after, God shows up in Asbury, Kentucky. In other words, you say, they are the most non-Christian. I say, my glory will shine upon an entire generation. Your children will not go to hell. Your children will not be lost. Your children will not be held captive by the works and the ideologies and social constructs of darkness. Right after that, Pastor Jensen and I, our mutual friend Greg Laurie, releases the film Jesus Revolution. It was expected to make about six to seven million in box office receipts up to this very moment, over 50 million strong. Right after that, this Easter to just pass, 
all the expectations were that Peter, you, you saw the pews, you saw the different Gallup, Barna, Lifeway, all the different surveys out there. 30% of Christians that attended church prior to COVID will not come back, will not come back, will not come back. Not even seasonal. You would assume the methodology would incorporate some elements in order to give it legitimacy of some sort of temporal glitch in the proverbial matrix. Woohoo, too much caffeine. But no. <laughs> No, like, like who would ever say, I'm never, ever going back to church ever again. Like, where's the methodology? Nevertheless, supposedly 30% of, of people that were Christians prior to COVID somehow are not going back to church. Well, we're getting reports from all over the world. This past Easter, watch this, some publications forthcoming to validate this. This past Easter was the most highly, highest attended Easter Sunday in history. The mess is about to become a miracle. We are about to see more people get saved than ever before in American history. I'll repeat that. We are about to see more people come to Jesus as Lord and Savior than ever before in American history. And I need you to get ready. We're, turn on your porch light. We're about to see our prodigal sons and daughters come back home. We're about to see Christ-centered, Bible-based, spirit-empowered, societal architects and cultural reformers rise up and literally change the world. We're about to see light overcome darkness, love defeat hate, and truth silence the lies. We're about to see the glory of the Lord fill the earth. Numbers 14, 21, as I live, all of the earth will be filled with the glory of the Lord. Habakkuk 2, 14, the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. I want to make this clear. I don't think, I don't hope, I don't wish, and I don't feel. I know that God's about to show up. And you can say, but how can you be certain? Luke 1, the word of God never fails. Hebrews 10, 23, God can be trusted to keep his promise. And you may argue that I'm in denial of the fact that we're living in the last days. No, I'm fully cognizant of the fact that we are living in the last days, and I'm fully aware of the exhaustive list the Apostle Paul shared with Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3 regarding the last days. Matthew 24, the last days. I know we're living in the last days. I live in California. In the last days, men and women will become lovers of themselves. We call that narcissism and many of the accounts on Instagram. In the last days, watch this, men and women will deviate from their natural sexual desires. We call that California. There, there is, but there's, that's not what prompted me to catch a flight, a 3,000 mile flight to get here today. There is a last day promise that prompted me to get on a plane and be here today. It's so good of a promise that it was, released originally in Joel 2.28 and repeated in Acts 2.17. In los últimos días, in the last days. This is what God promised. This is God's promise. <laughs> in the last days, he said. He never said, I may or I might. He never said, I hope to. He never said, I probably will. He never said, if the following five conditions are met, he said, no, no, he said, I will. I will, hey, I will pour out my spirit upon all 
the next thing to fill America will not be COVID 2021 or 22. The next thing to fill America and the world will be the glory of the risen Christ Jesus. Accordingly, your family mess is about to become God's miracle. Your mental mess is about to become God's miracle. Your financial mess is about to become God's miracle. Your health mess is about to become God's miracle. Your generational mess is about to become God's miracle. And America's mess is about to become God's miracle. Which means what? What does it mean? Instead of riots, revival. Instead of lockdowns, open heavens. Instead of relativism, truth. Instead of political affiliation, prophetic designation. And instead of storming the Capitol, we're about to storm the gates of hell in the name of Jesus and take back everything that belongs to us. Instead of many under fear, one nation under God. Raise your right hand, repeat after me. I'm about to see what I've never seen before. Say it like you believe it. In my family, in my faith, in my finances, in my relationships, in my church, in my community, in my thinking, in my actions, in my words, in my surroundings, in my health, in my nation, in my generation. I'm about to see the glory of Jesus like I've never, ever seen before. If you believe it, praise like you believe it. Free Chapel, if you believe it, I dare you to shout like you believe it. Worship like you believe it. Rejoice like you believe it. Pray like you believe it. Live like you believe it. Forgive like you believe it. The mess is about to become a miracle. Three points quickly here. Point number two, open your eyes to God's spirit. I want to illustrate this. So I just want to lay this out. So we need a Jesus and a blind man. So I brought with me, who is our security chief for our campuses in California, and I never tell them, I, I never like, you know, give them like the heads up, Jason, I'm going to share this, but uh, Jason Fortek is not your normal cup of tea. Right after 9-11, he joined the military, led alpha teams into very precarious areas of Afghanistan and in Iraq, and he defended our freedom. His name, for the glory of God, appears in three museums and He's a war hero indeed. That's a modern-day Gideon. Jason Fordick, come with me, please. So, Jason... For this example, you're going to play Jesus, and to be full of integrity, you're going to be creatine Jesus. Well, by better yet, not fast Fabio, that's not creatine. This is creatine Jesus, not steroid Jesus, creatine, because creatine's legal. I've lost a hair, there it is, so creatine, that's that. Anyway, all right, stop it. You're creatine Jesus, Michael, you're the blind man. All right, so you're blind, you're blind. All right, and by the way, you're twinning. This was not coordinated, but this is pretty interesting. All right, there it is. Here it is. Then he spit on the ground, made mud with the saliva, and spread the mud over the blind man's eyes. That's an unorthodox method to facilitate a miracle. It's a process, and sometimes the process is messy. Sometimes the process is complicated, but here it is. 
The same God of the process is the God of the outcome. I'll repeat that. The God of the process is the God of the outcome. The process is temporary, but the promise is permanent. Do not make the temporary permanent. Do not confuse the process with the promise. Do not confuse what you're going through with where you're going to. And permit me to remind you, if you are going through what you've never been through before, it's only because you're about to step into what you've never stepped into before. Take, take the mud and spread it, please, creatine Jesus. Spread this real quick here. Here we go. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. I can see all obstacles in my way. Taylor Swift has nothing on me, buddy, all right? Nothing. All right, go, go. There it is. Spread it, spread it, spread it. Now, this is, he took his spit, the spit of Jesus. This is the spit, the spittle. The, the, looks like Nightwing. The, the moment you hear saliva, what do you think? Somebody said gross. Who shouted gross? Gross. There's two types of people in this audience right now, the pessimist and the optimist. All the pessimistic people, that cup is half empty. You would say gross bacteria, viruses, and germs. All the optimistic, that cup is half filled, will say, what's in your spit? Your DNA. No, literally, your DNA. No joke. This is not like, is it Rhema? No, it's science. His, literally speaking, Jesus took his DNA. Literally, he took his DNA. His DNA. The DNA not of Sam Rodriguez or Jason Fordick. He, The DNA of the King of Kings, of the Lord of Lords, the host of hosts, and the Prince of Peace, the Messiah, the Conqueror, the Son of Man, the Son of God, the Way, the Truth, and the Life, the Resurrection and the Life, the Alpha and the Omega, the Author and the Consumer, the Lamb of God, the Lion of the Tribe of Judah, the DNA. It wasn't just any DNA. The DNA of God in the flesh. He took his DNA and placed it upon the eyes of a man who was born blind. In other words, with your DNA, you can't see. With my DNA, you will see my glory. With your DNA, you are a victim. With my DNA, you are more than a conqueror. With your DNA, you have perpetual trauma. With my DNA, you have a powerful testimony. With your DNA, you are limited. With my DNA, you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. With your DNA, you will make excuses. With my DNA, you will make history. Oh, 2,000 years ago, Jesus died, resurrected, ascended, and he transferred. He gave us something. Jesus did not give me his spittle. He gave me and gave you something greater than his spittle. We don't have the spittle of Jesus. We have the spirit of Jesus. We have his Holy Spirit. If with the spittle of Jesus... This man opened up his eyes to see what he never saw before. Imagine what you and I are about to see. We have his spirit. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of us, Romans 8, 11. I want to remind everyone here, the Holy Spirit is not a denomination. The Holy Spirit is not a network. The Holy Spirit is not an emotion. The Holy Spirit is not a moment, not even a service, a conference, an ideology, or a philosophy. The Holy Spirit is not an app that you can swipe. 
The Holy Spirit is the most powerful person and force on planet Earth today. There is nothing more powerful than the Holy Spirit. And that Spirit is still the most powerful Spirit on the planet. We need to stop drinking the Kool-Aid. Stop repeating the talking points of darkness. The most powerful spirit in the world today is not the spirit of moral relativism or cultural decadence or even of deconstructionism. It's not the spirit of identity fluidity. It's not the spirit of melees and chaos. The most powerful spirit in 2023 is still the Holy Spirit of Almighty God. Where that spirit is present, there is power. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. There is freedom, 2 Corinthians 3.17. We are to be driven by that spirit, not by the flesh, Galatians 5.16. We are to be filled with that spirit, not be drunk with wine, Ephesians 5.18. We are anointed with the Holy Spirit, 1 John 2.27, temple of the Holy Spirit, 1 Corinthians 3.16. Oh, that spirit is powerful. Nothing can stop that spirit. from. You can't stop. During COVID, y'all live in Georgia. Georgia, sweet. You all live in Georgia. I live in California. I live in California. What does that mean? During COVID, immediate, and I'm, immediately, I'm not speaking disparagingly. I know we're streaming. So the governor of California, bless his heart. The governor of California deemed churches non-essential day one. Churches are not essential. We, we expected that as California. You guys can't meet? Y'all, yeah, 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 we expected that. But then he did something that, do your Google due diligence, make sure I'm not making this up. He did something no one ever did before. No elected official ever had the audacity to do before. He made it illegal for me to gather in my house with my family or friends to have a worship service. By executive decree, he said the following. We, I hereby prohibit any gathering in homes where there is any sort of singing, worshiping, praising. He used the word praising. And he said chanting. The word chanting is the part that killed me because I love to chant. <laughs> Wake up every morning and go, ah. That's what we do at the Rodriguez home. And we do it with Spanish accent, which is, ah. Google it. I can't gather with my own family, and I can't sing and lift up Jesus. No, you can't. It's, it's technically illegal. Cameraman, give me a tight shot. I want to make this clear. There's not an executive order. There's not one executive order. There's not a Supreme Court decision. There's not a legislative degree. There's not a law, a social media campaign. There's absolutely nothing or no one that will ever have the power to stop the Holy Spirit of God from moving. You can't cancel the Holy Spirit. I said you can't cancel the Holy Spirit. You can't stop the Holy Spirit. It is not by might nor by power, but by 
somebody prays like you have that spirit. Somebody worship like you have that spirit. Congress can't stop them. The White House can't stop them. Facebook, Google, nothing can stop the Spirit of God from moving. from touching your children and your children's children and your children's children's children. Nothing can stop God's Spirit from convicting and transforming the emerging generations. Nothing can stop God's Spirit from moving. Let me land this right now. We missed one part. It's not like Jesus put the spit right here. He went down there first with another blind man on another occasion, a different blind man, Jesus spit right into that blind man's eyes. The Bible says that blind man used to see. Matter of fact, Jesus had to do it twice. That blind man, first time, first attempt comes around and says, I see things, but the people look like trees. He had, he had some sort of context, framework, schemata. All of a sudden, with this man, Jesus does not, he was born blind. He's never seen anything. So Jesus does not just spit into his eyes. Jesus spits into the ground first, into the dirt, the dust. Now, why would Jesus do that? What did God make man out of? Genesis 2, 7. God is going to the beginning. Simply stated, he went back to the original blueprint. He went back to the original plan. He went back to the original plan. I'm going to go back. I'm going to activate my original plan for your life. I'm going to go back to the original design for your life. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart, Jeremiah 1.5. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb, Psalm 139.13. God has a plan, Jeremiah 29.11. You were born according to the motto of the second Adam, 1 Corinthians 15.45, which means what? God has a plan for you. He has a plan for your children. Listen, he has a plan for your children's children. He has a plan for your now, and he has a plan for your next. In other words, in God's original plan, you are not blind. In God's original plan, you are not an addict. In God's original plan, your children are not bound to pornography. In God's original plan, you are not an alcoholic. In God's original plan, you are not broken. In God's original plan, you are not under multi-generational curses. In God's, I'm gonna get in trouble. In God's original plan, there is no such thing as a black church, white church, brown church, Asian. There's only one church, the church of Jesus Christ and the gates of hell. The gates of hell shall not, will not, cannot prevail against you in God's original plan. You are blessed and highly favored. 
up your hands. We're done. We're done. Open your eyes to what you've never seen before. Open your eyes to the new. Open your eyes to God's DNA, which is God's spirit working in you, with you, for you, and through you. And open your eyes to God's original plan for you and your family, for your children and your children's children, for your generation, even for our nation. With your hands raised, stand with me if you're not standing already. I want to remind you of this. Jesus came to save, deliver, heal you, and reactivate his original plan. 1 Corinthians 15, 45. His original plan. You are not where you are. You are not how you are. You are not what others did to you. And you are not what you did to yourself. You are who God says you are. God defines you. You are what God says you are. It's not about where you are in life. It's about who you are in Christ. And when you know who you are in Christ, you will never be held back by where you are in life. Your identity in Christ will bring an end to your captivity in life. Today is that day to become who you already are. Ephesians 2.10, we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Everything God has planned will come to pass. The moment you open your eyes to the new, the moment you open your eyes to God's DNA, God's spirit working in you, with you, for you, and through you, the moment you open your eyes to God's original plan, your children will not inherit your sins. Your children and your children's children will inherit your blessings. If you got this word, raise your hand. You would assume that Jesus would do this and then Jesus would say, now that I made this mess, let me wash you, right? But he didn't. Jesus did this, and like a boss, he says this, go wash yourself. Go wash yourself. In other words, hey, you, I already gave you everything you need for your miracle. I already, I already placed upon you, what are you waiting for? This entitlement mentality put some skin in the game. Jesus did it all. You need to confess and believe, and you are saved. What are you waiting for? I'm not going to do it. I already did it. Go wash yourself. The finished work of Christ. Colossians 2.15, John 19.30, when he said it was finished. Hebrews 7.22, we live in the vicarious, atoning, finished work of Jesus. He told them, go wash yourself. Come here, blind man. So this man, for a little bit, had to walk with his mess. Don't tell me you've never been here. For all the holier-than-thou, perfectly pristine people who have never been through anything, never seen, you were born holy, please come up. I want to worship you. But for everyone else who, for at least one moment in your life, you had to walk with your mess. I'm going to talk to you right now. For every person who knows for at least one day, one week, one season, you had to walk like this. And people looked at you and said, that guy's nuts. 
she's crazy. What, what, can you believe that? What they did not understand, all they saw was the mess, but you knew that behind the mess, there was a miracle from heaven that was ready to come out and be fully manifest. There comes a season where we have to go through to get to, where we have to learn to walk because we understand it may look like a mess, but it's actually a miracle with mud on it. There's a battle going on. 2 Corinthians 4, 17, our present troubles are small and won't last very long. They produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs it and will last forever. 2 Corinthians 4, 17. There's a battle going on right now. Listen carefully. The battle is between your mind and your mantle. The battle is between the thoughts in your head and the calling upon your life. The real battle is between anxiety and anointing, between your memories and your imagination, between the hell in your past and the hope for your future. But how many here know the battle has already been won? First Corinthians 15, 57, Christ is our victory. When your integrity is more important than your influence, Nothing can stop you. When you are driven by anointing rather than ambition, nothing can stop you. When your hunger for righteousness is greater than your fear of criticism, nothing can stop you. And when your praise, when your praise speaks louder than your pain, when your praise speaks louder than your pain, nothing can stop you. Your mess is about to become a miracle. If you believe that, raise your hand. Your messy child right now that's rebellious and struggling with faith and identity, is, that mess is about to become a miracle. Your health mess, your financial, your relational, your generational mess is about to become God's miracle. This man was blind, but his hearing was perfect. He heard Jesus, who speaks into you. It's much more important than who speaks about you. What you hear in the spirit is much more important than what you see in the flesh. Get ready to see God detox your relationships, sanitize your surroundings, and vaccinate your future. Job 42 verse 5, before I heard, but now my eyes have seen. So free chapel. Open up your eyes. Let's do this. Go ahead. Use the water that's right there. Wash yourself. And don't open up your eyes until I tell you to open them up, please. Go ahead. Go wash yourself. There it is. Here it is. Ready? little exercise here. I want everyone to close your eyes. Whatever area is messy in your life or around you, in your community, in your generation, in your personal family, in you, even inside of you, get ready to see your mess become God's miracle. So when I say now, the count of three, open up your eyes and see by faith through Christ. We walk by faith and not by sight. Second Corinthians 5, 7, what we've never seen before. Are you ready? Will your eyes close? Get ready to open up your eyes. 
I see a nation embraced by the Father, redeemed by the Son, and primed to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I see a people at the brink of revival. I see a community ripe for signs, wonders, healings, and miracles. I see young men and women leading an awakening where righteousness and justice inundate every sphere of society. I see God's children getting ready for the coming of the Lord. I don't see failure, I see victory. I don't see victims, I see conquerors. I don't see Pharaoh, Goliath, Jezebel, and Herod. I see 21st century Elijahs and Elishas, Deborahs, Joshuas, Peters, and Pauls. I see prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. I see doctors, lawyers, teachers, politicians, business people, artists, creators, innovators, full of the Holy Spirit. I see your children casting out devils. I see young men and women prophesying. I see the emerging generation having visions. I see the older generation having dreams. I see the name of Jesus lifted high in America and around the world like never before. So get ready to see the love of God, the truth of God, the grace of God, the healing of God, the power of God, and the glory of God like you've never seen before. Free chapel. Get ready to see the mess become a miracle. One, two, three, open up your eyes and give God your best praise. Get ready to see the mess become a miracle. Now with your eyes closed for one moment, I want to make this call. I want to make this call. If you've never seen the new version of you, if you've never seen 2 Corinthians 5.17 you, the new creation, which means if you've never ever truly received Christ in your heart, in your life, ask Lord and Savior. This is hashtag your best day ever because your sinful mess is about to become a grace-filled miracle. This is that day. So when I say now, I want you to come out of your seat if that's you. If you need to get your life right with God. If you say, Pastor Sam Rodriguez, hey, by the way, sir, I don't have a mess. I have messes. Plural. You're telling me the messes can become a miracle? Indeed. Indeed. There's actually a miracle behind that mess. So watch. When I say now, for every person who has never received Jesus, I want you to come out of your seat and join me up here. No joke, this is the best day of your life. It will change your life forevermore. This is where the mess becomes a miracle. But not only that, if you're a believer, if you're a believer, come up, come up, come up, come up, come up. Matter of fact, I'm not even gonna wait. Just come out of your seat. Come out of your seat. I don't care what it is. I don't care what you're fighting with. I don't care what you're struggling with. Just come out, we'll wait for you. Come on down. Come on, Free Chapel, celebrate. Heaven is celebrating right now as we speak. This is the day your mess, your mess becomes a miracle. Wow, come on down, come on down, we'll wait for you. This is that day, this is that day. Come on down, come on down. This is the day your mess becomes a miracle. Your mess becomes a miracle. Your mess, we'll wait, we'll wait, we'll wait, we'll wait. Come out, come out. That stuff driving you is the Spirit of God actually. Come on. Your mess becomes God's miracle. Your mess becomes God's miracle. Your mess becomes God's miracle. Come out, come out, come out. We'll wait for you, we'll wait for you. We will wait, we will wait, we will wait. Come on, come on, come on. Watch the mess become a miracle. Watch the mess become a miracle. Watch your mess become a miracle. Watch the mess become a miracle. Watch the mess become a miracle. Watch the mess become a miracle. As they keep on coming, 
if you're a believer, but you're walking with such an egregious mess. If you say, Pastor Sam, I'm a believer, but man, this thing is so big, and I've been walking with that mess for a while. I am in desperate need of a mess becoming a miracle today. Today. If that's you, if it's ginormous, if you're in desperate need of seeing that mess become a miracle, it could be in you or in someone you love. You're saying, I need that mess to become a miracle right here, right now. Come out of your seat and join me right now, quickly, 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 quickly. I don't care if it's a health mess, a financial mess, a relational mess, whatever it may be, 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 come out, we'll wait for you, I'll wait for you. Come on, we won't pray together here. The mess becomes a miracle. The mess becomes a miracle. I sense Jesus in this place. You gotta walk with your mess. Sometimes you gotta learn to walk with that mess. We have something greater than the pool of Siloam. We have the finished work of Jesus. Here it is. Keep on, keep on coming down. Keep on coming down. I want everyone here to repeat after me, please. Everyone here to repeat after me. Repeat after me. Heavenly Father, today, my mess, better yet, all of my messes become your miracle. I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord and Savior of my life, of my family, of my generation. That he died on the cross for the forgiveness of my sins. And on the third day, you, Heavenly Father, raised him from the dead giving me eternal life, new life, and abundant life. I receive all of it right here, right now. Mind, body, soul, and spirit, every mess without exception becomes your miracle. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody praise like you actually believe. Somebody worship like you know that the mess just became a miracle. Lift up your hands. Go ahead. Yeah. The mess became a miracle. Come on. The mess became a miracle. The mess became a miracle. The mess became
just became a miracle, raise one hand. If you know that, you know it by faith through Christ, raise both hands. Y'all don't be surprised you walk out of this place today. You walk out, and even if you're a newcomer, I don't care who you are, newcomer, been here for 20 years, you walk out and they ask you, what took place in your life? Repeat the words of this man. When they ask him the same thing, they said, what in the world happened to you? Who did this? When did they do it? Give us the details. What was the process like? And he went, listen, y'all asking too many questions. There's only one thing I know. I was blind. But now, I see. There is freedom in the name of Jesus. There is salvation in the name of Jesus. There is deliverance and healing in Jesus' name. High five three people. Tell them, my mess just became a miracle. Tell them like you believe it. My mess just became a miracle. Hey! Come on! book graphic up media team. There it is. America's message is about to become God's miracle. Here's what we're going to do. I have, we released this book recently, this message. We've been preaching it for 15 years, but finally came out in a book and God made it into number one bestseller. And he really blessed it indeed. Robert Morris, who was here last week, wrote the forward. That's my pastor and he wrote the forward. So this is real cool. Here's what I want you to do. Uh, I want you to go on Amazon, Target, Walmart, Barnes and Noble, christianbooks.com right now. In the back, I'm not selling any books. I'm giving books away. This is because I love Free Chapel and I love your pastors. Here's what we're doing. On the back, all you have to do is show, if you show here Creatine Jesus, a confirmation that you purchased online, I'm going to give you a book free. I have these three books back there. You get to pick which book you want. First come, first serve. So I have these books back there. I'm going to give you a book free. So you order one on Amazon or Target or whatever it may be, .com. Show proof of purchase. Uh, and if you purchase two books, I give you two books free, three books, etc. And you get to put, pick which, which book you want. The, if you get another copy of your Mess God's Miracle, I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to sign one for you today. The one you get from Amazon, give it to someone whose mess needs to become a miracle. Find, use it as an evangelistic outreach tool. So let's do that. Get a copy. We'll be back there signing books for everyone who makes the purchases. Your mess, God's miracle. One final thing. On the 9th of June, thank you for supporting my last film, Breakthrough, that we produced. God made it into a big thing and blew it up around the world. And we, as you well know, we produce films with Secular Studio. Last time it was 20th Century Fox, Sony. This time, here's interesting news. Let me mince my words here and be careful. My, our next movie that I just produced for the glory of God, it's coming out on June 9th on Disney.
listening. Praise the Lord. God is good. It's called Flaming Hot. It's a story about a man who was born in a very impoverished household, became a gangbanger, uh, very a pseudo drug dealer, meaning like low end drug dealer, has an encounter with Jesus Christ, becomes a born again Christian. His wife goes to a prayer group. She calls him up and says, honey, they're praying today. What do you want to, they, they say that they, they, that they come to brand new Christians, no Christian context. These women believe that if they pray in Jesus name, that, that God makes things happen. What do you want to see happen? He said, honey, we live like, really, I'm a, I'm a, I mop floors, which is no problem with that. But he said, I want to go beyond that. I don't have, I have a second grade education. I need God to give me one idea that will take our children and our children's children out of poverty. He's the guy who invented the Flaming Hot, Cheeto, Dorito, all the Flaming Hot stuff. Ronald Reagan recognized, I mean, that, that, that's that guy. So he became a marketing guru, the North American vice president of PepsiCo. How he got there is a phenomenal story with super moments of faith and God intervening and just opening doors. That's the movie coming out on the 9th of June on Disney about faith and family and the power of prayer in Jesus' name. Flaming hot. So watch it indeed. I'll be back there signing books. I love each and every one of you. Your pastors are simply the best on the planet. Thank you, Pastor Tracy. You're simply the best. May the strength of the Father, the grace of the Son, the anointing of the Holy Spirit make this week the best week of your life. Hey, Free Chapel, let's do one thing together. In Jesus' name, let's go change the world. God bless you and God keep you. Peace.